0: W meeting.
1: Welcome to Feminist Buzzkills Live, the show that lives by the notion when they go low, we go high, but just high enough so we can smash them in the nads. I'm Liz Winstead, and with me are my fellow co-conspirators and co-hosts,
0: Moji Alibaudel. Hey. And Marie Khan. Hello. Welcome everybody. Buzzkilling with us today is comedian, author, star of Insecure, and host of the podcast Small Doses with Amanda Seals. Amanda Seals is here. Emoji.
2: woohoo! And we were supposed to be joined by Marva Sadler, the senior director of clinical services at Whole Women's Health, to get updates on Texas. But she's lost power in the Texas ice storm, and we have a special guest filling in. Stay safe, Marva. Indeed.
1: Indeed. Stay safe, Marva. Um, How are you guys doing? Doing all right. Pretty good. Doing all right. Pretty good. I don't know if you watched it, but (laughs) because I am sadly without a life. Um, Last night, I watched uh, this insane enemy of fundamentalists. I'm going to call him um, Greg Locke, who lives outside of Nashville, who was touting all over Facebook that he was having a book burning and um, I watched it, and the anticipation was palpable. Like He had gathered a bunch of people in his revival tent and just started screaming all this racist, misogynistic shit, um, preparing us for this massive burning of mostly Harry Potter and for sure Ouija boards. He was super obsessed with Ouija boards because they are. He he actually said, I don't care what Hasbro says. They're the gateway to the devil. And so after some sad ass, like um, Christian folk music that was supposed to be kind of hipstery, y um, he led us out to his garbage fire pit that just felt like your shitty neighbors burning couches. There was nothing <sighs> happening.
2: So I live in New York where our neighbors do not burn couches. <laughs> <But> I tried <laughs> to watch it. And my partner, I like had it on. And my partner and my son, after about 20 minutes, were like, Please turn that off. And that was way before the burning started. Wait, isn't he the guy who said that autism isn't a diagnosis in the Bible? Yeah. he <laughs>
0: said it's, it's a Your sign of demonic possession. Autism yes. and OCD.
2: Yes, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, that was last week. Like,
0: yeah, he's
1: also the same guy that said Joe Biden was um, running a sex ring through the tunnels of the White House. Uh, and then he also just always is chiming in about, um, the baby killers. But the thing that is so rich about his <laughs> burning yesterday is that it's on the anniversary of the pagan rituals of burning, um, from transitions from seasons and wow. also on the patron day saint stay of St. Bridget, who is the patron saint of abortion. So I he mean, does do his research, never does, and couldn't even get his fucking book burning together to make it be effective.
2: Or staying with Christian traditions of piggybacking on, you know, pagan rituals to hide what they're really doing. I don't know. Same, same, huh? Uh, So, where were his his followers supposed to get their Ouija boards? Like, I feel like if you're listening to him, why do you even own one? I have questions.
1: Also, if you're saying like we gotta burn Ouija boards, go get your Ouija boards. If you're going and buying a Ouija board and then burning it, Hasbro's like, please, more of this. We don't for what you do. <laughs> Ouija board, if you buy once one. You- <laughs> Seriously, once you purchase one, what the hell? <laughs> I know, I know. Um, it was crazy. But and and also like That wasn't the only shit popping this week. We have so many stories to get to. And not only stories to get to. This dude's outside of Nashville. I'm going to kick off some of the big stories of the week. And um, my big story, actually, is going to possibly bring us to the same region. So buckle up. If your colon isn't inflamed enough from the past two years of stress shitting, I'm going to bring you more toilet time from the abortion front. Uh, for the past 18 months, convicted clinic bombers and arsonists and fire and brimstone pastors and leaders from various violent anti-abortion movements of the 80s and 90s got their bands back together. And they've been touring across America performing all their greatest hits like let's block some clinics and intimidate patients and the my favorite, let's terrorize the staff. I am not to, it's not hyperbole when I tell you that back in the '80s, a lot of the members of this seriously warped tour signed onto a document of unity, proclaiming that the murder of abortion doctors is sanctioned by God. You guys, this reunion is even worse than that Spice Girls fiasco a few years back. And I got—it's not just some old white dudes getting back together. You know, it is literally power brokers of the past teaming up with this new generation of fetus fanatics who when they're not fundraising for kyle rittenhouse or training their children at militia camp are actively helping craft texas style abortion laws so why am i telling you this today because tonight this leg of the seriously warped tour is wrapping up in nashville for a three-day recoup and regroup with their young gun counterparts to make plans to grow their army of militias to lobby politicians and of course to completely create chaos at the local clinics. You see, unlike most of us who, when we go out on tour, we just rent overpriced boobs only softcore on the hotel pay-per-view to get our rocks off. Instead, these freaks deal with their bone thrones by showing up at clinics armed with fetus porn and concealed weapons to scare the living shit out of both patients and providers. And look out Nashville, this little foray is just a test run for the massive return to your city this summer for a mega event where these preachers and these organizers are going to bring their followers by the hundreds and maybe thousands not only back to intimidate and harass clinics but to take over the streets of nashville with all this violent rhetoric and remember what happens in nashville doesn't stay in nashville They're gonna take all they've learned at this little conference back home to push their abortion conspiracy theories as truth and use their fine-tuned lobbying skills to 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 create create creepy legislation legislation based on these dangerous fever dreams. So it's time we learn who our local goons are and make a plan to counter them.
0: Liz, it really just can't be stressed enough how terrifying these male, pale, traveling abortion tourists are. They are out there screaming at patients. Shout out to to all the folks who are escorts who get folks to their doctor's door safely. That, that I, is who, that's who the people that are actually confronting these folks out there.
2: Yep. No, those are truly the real heroes. And I feel terrible for clinic staff and patients. But also, these people are bringing their poor kids along on this bullshit. Like, imagine, if you would for a minute, holding up pe- fetus porn for summer vacation rather than, I don't know, going to Disney World?
1: Well, I mean, I mean, Disney World is for sinners.
2: Sure, sure, sure.
1: For sure. For sure. It's the the gateway. And, you know, and I and I frame this sort of like they're learning about um, taking this information to go lobby politicians where they live. But truth be told, the part of the story that I, I left out is they're not only lobbying people. They're actually getting elected and have gotten elected in several states and continue to grow their bases in state legislatures. And we just need to be vigilant. It's really scary. And Marie, I know that um, it's they're bringing the kind of legislation they're bringing is so creepy. And you have nailed a trend that scares the shit out of me.
0: Yes. Yes, Liz. Another scary trend we have seen uh, growing is that states are starting to grant other people the right to stop having someone from having an abortion. Now, I'm not talking about lawmakers or judges, I'm talking about giving power to concerned trolls to stop an abortion. We all know about Texas deputizing strangers to sue those that were simply assisting someone in getting an abortion and creating a tip line. But other states are jumping on board and expanding this toward empowering people to even more directly block a patient from accessing an abortion, like this week in Idaho. Their legislature just voted down a heartbeat bill not because it's wrong and an unconstitutional fish rot, but because it allowed for family members of a person seeking an abortion to sue the clinic providing the care. For now, the topic at your next family reunion won't be your abortion, but don't think this is over. Basically, they said, just drop the everybody in the family gets a vote on Jamila Zabobo part, and it's go time on passing this sweet, sweet six week ban crafted by the nauseatingly Christian Idaho Family Policy Center. And just last summer, South Carolina jumped on this trend, Dick Cheney style. Get this, they tried to push through an amendment allowing partners to carry a gun to protect the fetus from abortion. Was the official lobbying hashtag baby glocks for babies? And it's not just the South and Southwest assigning guardians to our galaxies. New Hampshire proudly boasting their live free or die motto has made the decision that if you have a uterus, you only get access to the die part. In their your body, my choice bill, the biological father can attempt to stop someone from seeking an abortion through a court injunction, which could have someone waiting up to two weeks before they could even be seen in front of a judge. No DNA proof of paternity is required for someone to hold up an abortion, so any vindictive sperm wielder could just declare, I'm the incendiator. What the fuck, New Hampshire? Even Maury Povich requires a paternity test. If this trend continues and these laws pass, Supreme Court muster, anyone who can become pregnant will no longer have basic constitutional human rights. Remember, every time an anti-abortion law is is created that gives rights to a fetus or anyone else, it is taking away rights from the pregnant person.
2: Ah, yes, true freedom is when my body, my choice only applies when you're dodging
1: vaccine mandates. Totally, and you know, it just, it drives me insane that every time in these bills, when they designate a father to a pregnancy, and I wish that we could reframe the conversation because fathers parent children, they don't parent pregnancies, and a pregnancy is, belongs to the person carrying the pregnancy and nobody else.
0: Yes. Full stop. Yes. Full stop. Full stop. <laughs> and one of the really terrifying parts of New Hampshire's paternalistic legislation it's a, is it's guaranteed a hearing and a vote based on on that state's laws. So this isn't going to die necessarily.
1: It's just so insane that we're literally deciding that our humanity is no longer ours and that, you know, property is making a comeback human beings. as property is, uh, and that just freaks me out. And, uh, Moji, I know, um, you're going to take us home with a shitty texas idea that's moving the nation yeah. that's not the bounty hunting bill so huzzah. i am i am
2: yeah no you think about the bounty hunting bill when you think about texas but that's not the only anti-abortion trend that texas is spreading to other states iowa lawmakers met this week with pregnancy care network a texas-based fake clinic conglomerate to talk about how politicians can divert money from taxpayer-funded programs that help needy families to help fa- finance their sham abortion clinic chains in Iowa. Um, So like fake Clinics, including the Texas Pregnancy Care Network will receive 100 million in taxpayer funding from the state of Texas this year alone. And that money was diverted from programs designed to improve air quality or worse from TANF, which is a program um, that is literally funded to feed hungry families. So far, they've expanded this model to Oklahoma, Nebraska, and they are hoping that Iowa will be next. Does Pregnancy Care Network feed needy families? No, no, they do not. The sole purpose of fake clinics like uh, Texas Pregnancy Care Network is to talk people out of abortions. They offer rando sonograms, create imaginary links between abortion and breast cancer. And they lie about the gestational age of pregnancies so that abortion is no longer an option for people seeking that. It's an alarming trend that states are moving tax dollars out of programs that provide food and medical care into private organizations that only offer shame, lies, and faith-based fundamentalism. And the worst part, these fake clinics claim that a big part of what they do is sign families up for government assistance program, like TANF, and Medicaid, yet the money that was once there to help them is now being siphoned from these helpful programs to fund these same fake clinic networks. States claim to be all about life as a justification for these fake fake clinic programs, but they also refuse to fund programs that would directly impact living children and pregnant people like Medicaid expansion or TANF expanded eligibility or even evidence-based maternal health programs it's almost like their whole priority is to stop abortion and then,
0: well, stop. Man. <sighs> Moji, just learning that programs like like WIC and SNAP and TANF, I'd assume that there was federal oversight on these and that I did not realize that we're actually at the mercy of individual state legislators. It's so disheartening. And these are the same programs that many folks will politically target too. We'll go after yep. individuals using these with racism and classism and, you know, but yeah, this is the world they're creating. Well, so, when, so we at,
1: when we were at the Supreme Court and I was talking to all these anti-abortion people that were there that were running these clinics, I was doing a bunch of interviews and I said to them all the time, I was like, they were bragging about, about um, the fact that they get people signed up for these programs. And I was like, Well, do you vote for people who fund these programs, or do you vote for people who are anti-abortion and defund these programs? Do you vote for a minimum wage that's going to be higher? Do you vote? And they were like, well, no, we vote for the pro-life candidate. I was like, well, then you are causing a sham by saying that you're doing good by telling people that they can sign up for programs that are not going to be there for them. They're such fucking hypocrites, I can't stand it.
2: There's also a fundamental lack of oversight like Marie brought up. And like even this December, one of the Texas abortion alternative programs was exposed for using the money they got from the state for vacations and literally a whole separate private business like these are unregulated and unhelpful.
1: It's so gross. Well, none of this is going to surprise our next guest. And Moji has her in the wings.
2: So... (laughs) We'd hope to have Marva Sadler, but climate change is a bitch. In lieu of a staff representative from Whole Women's Health, we'll have a board member representative. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome.
1: Ta-da! I'm sorry, this is so disappointing. I know. It's Black History Month and like I am the disappointing white lady guest who's going to talk you even have white hair Liz I mean I'm a Scandinavian (laughs) from Minnesota who is just making a difference so it's horrible more of my stories but you know so much more
2: so much more but anyway this horrible abortion law has been in effect in Texas since December and it was all over the media in September and October and November maybe even early December but like right now no one's talking about it Meanwhile, Whole Women's Health and other providers and funds in Texas are carrying on providing care in this environment, and it's been 156 days into this bill being to effect. So, Liz, as a board member, what do you know about what's going on in Texas?
1: Well, here's what I know, and and um, it's like if you can't have Marva, I'm glad I can be kind of a good substitute, only because also Whole Women's Health, just for folks who know. Um, They're uh, a a chain of holistic uh, abortion providers who have clinics in six states, um, Texas being one of them, Minnesota also being one of them, which is where I am now. Um, uh, For the care piece, they're providing about 20% of care to folks um, who are coming, um, desperately trying to get folks to other states you know, working with the abortion funds, but so many of these folks are low-income folks, people who can't travel, people who already have kids, people who have so many barriers that traveling for an abortion isn't feasible for them, right? Um, And so you have staff in tears every day because of the amount of care they can't provide and the fact that they have to um, turn people away without giving them a lot of options that they need. And the second piece of this with this law, with this law, it's, it's tenuous for every person who works at a clinic because how this law reads is anybody can just be accused of assisting someone with an abortion, no matter what. And that person has to get a lawyer, and if that person has to get a lawyer, they have to pay for that lawyer. And if, even if it's a frivolous case brought against them, they don't get their fees um, paid back. So you're just a person who is the receptionist or you're an LPN, you know, you're somebody who is um, an administrative assistant. You could be sued. And so people, A, don't know if they're going to have jobs, they don't know if they're going to get sued. And people are terrified. And so everyone is working on eggshells on top of um, being wholly overwhelmed because they can't provide the care that everybody in Texas deserves.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Marie. Thank you for joining us on FBK Live. We're talking about the state of abortion in Texas. Liz, as a board member, do you have what are your insights? You've been talking to folks about what it's like for those trying to access an abortion in Texas right now for the patient.
1: So, it's it's been incredibly difficult because of this arbitrary situation of trying to help people access care. Um I think that we tried uh we tried we tried desperately to go back to the courts to get this law overturned time and time again the Supreme Court refused to put this case back into the hands of the judge who ruled it unconstitutional. So for now they're providing all of the care that they can. And I think that people are like, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? Um, I would say one of the big things that everybody can do right now is donate to the uh, SHIFT Stigma Fund, um, which is a fund that helps people in Texas, and especially helping folks um, who are getting access accessing care at home and health. But I think that everybody needs to understand that there's been five copycat laws um, introduced, proposed, or talked about in states, and that's only going to grow. And so we really need to pay attention because this, um, this permission to have authority over somebody else's body, Marie, that you talked about so eloquently in your piece, um, is very real and we all need to be on top of it.
0: Yes, yes, Liz. Thank you. We hope all Texans are staying safe in this really scary weather y'all are having. You can immediately support abortion care by donating to the Stigma Relief Fund, as Liz mentioned. You can visit that at tinyurl.com slash stigma relief.
2: Coming up, Liz sits down with the incredible Amanda Seals, but First, we are taking a break to pee and bruise a few sexist egos in the comments while you watch these hilarious videos from our FBK Comedy Squad.
3: It's the most practical, necessary dream clinic ever. Centrally located, affordable, and open. Darby's Dream Clinic Forget what you've heard. Abortion is really safe. It doesn't cause cancer or mental illness. And most importantly, it won't have any effect on your ability to have children in the future. Gone are the state mandated lies for my patients. Darby's Dream Clinic Inviting procedure rooms with one, two, three doctors. Let's get started. Darby's Dream Clinic Appointments available and no waiting period. Darby's Dream Clinic. Pink recovery room. A perfectly adequate janitor's closet. and know I give the fuck out. In the Darby Dream Clinic, I give care so student Darby can become concert pianist Darby, small business owner Darby, or even abortion provider Darby. Darby's Dream Clinic. The ultimate abortion experience.
0: Darby's Dream Clinic. Available wherever abortions are needed. Threatening protesters and creepy politicians never included. Growing up, we were
1: Klansmen. Proud of our Anglo-Saxon heritage and Christian values, we burnt crosses on lawns, created a culture of white supremacy, and practiced ethnic purity. I went on Mancestry.com to find out who else was in my tree of values. So I typed in my core beliefs, and I was able to trace my ancestral heritage all the way back to a president, Jefferson Davis. Turns out, all these years I was identifying as a white supremacist
0: when actually I'm a Republican. So I traded in my hood for this t shirt and this polo shirt and this button down and this blue blazer and another jacket.
3: Mancestry.com. Find out the story only white male privilege can tell.
2: But I kept this torch.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Feminist Puzz Kills Live, the show that will never have the stench of a Jeff Zucker. Well, really, anything. We are so excited to talk to my next guest, who I have so long admired. She's a comedian, actor, activist, author, and host of Small Doses with Amanda Seals, an incredible podcast which inspired the book of the same name. Please welcome the queen of my Instafeed, Amanda Seals.
4: <laughs> Thank you so much
1: for Hi, having friend. me i'm so Hi. glad you're here how you doing in these trying times
4: <laughs> you know if i'm honest just listening to you all inform it's just always worse than i think it is mm-hmm.
1: i know and it oh. and that's the thing i i'm kind of trying to figure out what people need to hear versus what do they know versus how can I be helpful all without trying to be this like layer of just unhopefulness? How do you do it? You are so good at helping people find the joy and the love in the place. I mean, it's,
4: it's, <laughs> it's in spite of, I mean, it's just like, I think, um, there's a certain kind of like reserve I have of just like, if I let them take all the joy, then they've like ultimately won even more of the battles than they were even trying to like strike upon the people. Um, And so I, I feel like there's a revolution in like retaining your joy and at the same time, there's this like fine line between retaining your joy and um, like just unhelpful escapism or um, complacency or delusion, right? Cause I think some of it becomes, just like, you know what? It's like or or shit, even nihilism, because I think some of it becomes where you're just like, well, you know what if it's going to shit? I just I can't do anything to do it. It, it feels so big these days. Mm-hmm. I feel outnumbered. Good. I feel outnumbered by the wicked.
1: And I think that I think that the pandemic didn't help that because we can't be in communion with each other because, you know, the reason that I started this nonprofit was, to bring joy to the revolution and to Mm -hmm. be able to combine the tactics of ACT UP with community and fun and information and calls to action. And to have that all, to have us all then be isolated, it's really hard. And like, I look at you and like your Instagram feed every day gives me life. And I just was dying to ask you in it just in the shitstorm storm that happens every day how you decide to choose what you're going to sit down and break down because it's an assault always every minute of every time
4: i mean i think that's really what it is it's like what just hits me and i'm just like oh my god i have to say something i have to say something <laughs> you know like I've, i i when you see my Instagram posts, I mean, they're happening instantaneously, which is, has not always served me well. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) they're happening literally like in real time as something comes upon my consciousness and I'm just struck to say something about it. And that can be a myriad of things, right? That can be something that's like in the midst. That's like, that can be something that's, uh, related to politics or related to social justice. It can be something that's related to pop culture. It can be something that's related to just like, you know, our personal exchanges between people. Um, but it's like things strike me and I just kind of go with it. And that's even how I write my jokes. I mean, I don't write, I don't put pen to paper to write comedy. I, I write my jokes on stage, um, which is why like people keep asking me like, when are you gonna do another special? And I'm like, I'm not on stage. I haven't been on stage consistently you know, and the, the pandemic of it all kind of has kept me away from that. And now I'm in a place where I don't even feel like doing stand-up. Um, and so it's just the spontaneity, the spontaneity of things is, is I feel like my best place. And Instagram has become that, that kind of fertile ground for that. But even in that, Liz, I really don't want to be on Instagram anymore. Um, cause they don't respect our voices either. Right. I've been you know, like consistently shadow banned and go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, I was going to say, I saw you at a Planned Parenthood function a couple years ago. Um, and you were talking a little bit about this then. And the thing that you hit the most, which I think is so important just in talking was, um, you can talk about certain things that make people feel comfortable, but especially when we talk about abortion and we talk about it re- in the lens of reproductive justice, when you start adding what that means, not only just uh-huh. abortion, but how how are we allowed in a society to raise healthy kids if people are get if our kids are getting gunned down on the streets, if the environment that our families live in are toxic mm-hmm. and the water's toxic and our schools don't work and it's over policing? Like I, you were so great talking about it. I wish you could just give your thoughts a little bit just around this moment we're in where reproductive justice is being ignored and it's the thing that will save us if people understand what it means. And that's a big question.
4: <laughs> well, it's funny when you say that's a big question, it's like, yeah, it's macro. Like everything is macro and I feel like I get a lot of shit from folks when I start talking macro, because once you start talking macro, you start including everybody. Mm-hmm. And once you start including everybody in what's wrong or what needs to change, people start feeling attacked. Uh, people start feeling like you are undermining their character, their integrity, their efforts, etc., their religion, um, their ego. And so when you start talking, and I don't mean making broad strokes, I mean talking in macro because macro just means intersectionality, right? And the way that things it the way that things intersect. I mean, the causation of things very often people don't want to go to the root. I mean, the root of all of this is patriarchy. Like that's like the that's just the bot the root of all of this is men trying to retain power, right? So that's the root of racism. I mean, that's like the root of everything. I know. And so when you say that, you know, then you have people who identify as men being like, oh, you hate men. And it's like, no, I don't hate men. I hate men who feel that their only value in this world can be served if they are able to oppress and control others. Yeah, That's what I hate. And And so like, people will be like, you're a fucked up feminist. I'm like, no, I'm not. That's not what this is. So... You know to answer your question i i um i always try and encourage everybody to like really look at things from it's like even the, it's the way i write jokes too it's like you start at the nucleus and then you like work your way out and then you're like it's like you know it's like gps man like yeah. You're yeah. it and you're like, where is this in proximity to this, to this, to this, to this, to this, to this, you know? And it has really helped me in terms of being able to identify how I want to feel about things, also how I want to speak about things and how I want to approach like the actions I can take to affect them.
1: I think that that's so smart. I also think it gives you the power to understand that the truth is more important than, um, than how people are going to receive it sometimes and um and that's a whole nother thing that we could blab about forever which we're going to because i'm going to be coming on your podcast very soon which i'm super stoked about (laughs) and um and i'm we have to go this is such a short segment but you are so great and thank you for being so thoughtful and to and thanks for bringing yourself into the world because it's needed and it's important and um i'm i'm thank you for coming thanks so much
4: Thank you for having me and I really just appreciate the information warriors that you all are and just really continuing to educate because what you're doing, I think some people may take for granted, but it really is, um, you're at war, like we're at war and you guys are are arming us with the best, you're arming us with the only ammunition that we feel we can have right now, which is information and it's it's vital.
1: And if we can get the one-two punch of then what do we do about it in, then at least we won't feel alone and we can like gather together. And so um, I'm glad to have you on the team, warrior. I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) Thank you. Amanda Seals, thank you so much, my dear. Bye, guys. Bye. She is so, so great. Uh, If you want to know anything and everything about Amanda Seals, you can hit up her Patreon, which is um, patreon.com smart, funny and black and small doses, of the book, small doses, of the podcast, all the things. Hi, Moji Marie. She's so great. She is so
2: great. Oh, my gosh. I love when I was like, yeah, we are warriors. God damn it. This is a fucking war.
1: The fucking war for sure. Oh, my God. Um, we learned a lot. This was a big show with a lot of information. Um, teachable moments. What did you guys learn? What do you, what's your takeaway?
2: Oh, oh, mine is great. I learned that Liz that's you, writes off her softcore boob boom porn as a business expense on tour. And we are all wondering what Game of Bone Thrones really was on the receipt. <laughs> I'm gonna ask some questions to the right people.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, fair. <laughs> Marie. I, I'm pretty sure the way you released all the demons from a Ouija board is in fact by burning it. That just oh
2: three thousand percent you just gotta burn it correctly which is not what that dude was doing.
0: <laughs> no no no
1: I'm sure there were milk just mixed in with that bonfire. <laughs> That's right. And thanks to Amanda Seals we were reminded that macro is more than just a diet it's intersectionality. So that is awesome. That's it man. Woof we did it, oh, we did wow. it. Woo. guys
2: Woo. I wanna well, thank Marva for attempting to be with us and really uh, disappointed that she didn't join us and also want to thank Amanda Seals for being here with us. And if you want to help patients getting care at whole women's health clinics, please donate to their stigma relief fund at tinyurl.com slash stigma relief. And to find all things Amanda Seals, hit her up at patreon.com slash and black
1: that's right and in honor of black history month each friday we are dedicating our twitter and insta feeds to a reproductive justice organization doing incredible work check out our feed tomorrow at abortion front where we are highlighting the work of abortion storytelling collective we testify
0: and join us next week with our guests executive director of arc southeast and abortion funds serving the south Oriaku and joku and musician, activist, and host of the opus podcast, Chicago's Finest Jill Hopkins.
1: Plus, we'll tell you all the ways you can support abortion providers in our Valentine's Day Adopt-A-Clinic Drive. And remember, support your feminist buzzkills by liking and subscribing on the Abortion AF YouTube channel and by making a donation at aafront.org. And if you miss us live, you can watch anytime on YouTube or you can listen to the broadcast in pod form. This episode drops Sunday wherever you get your pod fix.
2: Finally, we leave you with a man who has done more for whole ass showing than white ladies have done for manager summoning. See you next week.
3: You've, you've made it through fighting Planned Parenthood, which is nothing more than a demon spirit of the Old Testament where they sacrifice their babies to Moloch. It's demonism. Planned Parenthood is a satanic cult. You tell them I said so, right wing watch. I said Planned Parenthood is a satanic cult. Planned Parenthood is a satanic cult. But you come at me with this nonsense. You believe the Bible and you believe it's okay to butcher babies. Shame on you.
2: Feminist Buzzkills Live is a production of Abortion Access Front. Subscribe to our YouTube at aafront.org slash fbksub.